Hey guys, welcome to the 32nd episode of the Indian Market Story. We're very pleased to have you join us once again. And as you know, we're here to talk about how India is going to get to $5,000 in per capita GDP by 2030. In 1955, Raj Kapoor said, It appears that since then times have changed a lot and now Juta bhi Hindustani hai. And that's why we're here to talk about the footwear industry. Um, some really interesting companies in this space, although it's fairly shallow. We're here to talk about Bata, Campus Activewear, Metro Brands, and Relaxo. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, the entire industry, if you notice over here, is Indian. And although there are so many foreign brands like Adidas and Nike and uh, maybe others as well, but end of the day, I think the real success stories are these Indian uh, Indian branded uh, footwear companies. Bata, of course, is the exception, but Bata has more homegrown and has a really large presence and history within India. So let's start there. Why don't we start by talking about Bata? And before we get into the conversation, I want to try and put up the operational metrics as well as the share performance for our viewers. Uh, because Bata has got a really interesting story. Over the last 21 years, it's delivered a 23% compounded return for investors. But the last five years have been not so great with only 9.2% compounded and the last year has been quite a downer. In spite of that, it's still trading at a 71 PE. But the last five years, they've seen very little growth. Their revenue has only grown at about 3% and profit has stayed relatively flat. So it seems like they were a, you know, a market darling, but they've fallen on hard times. That's right, I think. And uh, you know, this is the thing about retail business. We spoke about apparels in the previous podcast. You need to get the formula, the position, the distribution and the supply chain right. And unless you don't have a game plan for all of these things, it's not going to be highly successful. Uh, because end of the day, the market is huge. And there's a huge unorganized market as well. So how you capture that unorganized market and how you convince the customers to buy your brands and what it brings to the table for them is very important. So Bata has gone through, it's been a really old company, 7, 50, 60 years. I don't know how long they've been in India. And uh, from time to time, they've had huge growth phases. When they've got the design right, when they've got the pricing right, and when they've captured the real niche demand for that product with the consumer. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the same time, it has not got as much brand appeal with the youth. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit of an issue. And they do not have multiple brands from outside. Some of the advantages which other mm -hmm. uh, leading retailers have that because they are multi-brand with Bata as kind of a single brand mm -hmm. company. So, But nonetheless, I think uh, in certain uh, segments like uh, children's shoes, uh, office uh, shoes, school shoes, they are, they are the brand leaders and the market leader. Very interesting. And uh, so what does the future for Bata look like? See, I think uh, the future for Bata is they are moving more and more up the value chain and they're getting more fashionable. Mm -hmm. So if they get the design right, they have a superb distribution network. Right. So a few of their designs do well and they have the positioning right, they capture a particular niche then those are the years that Bata does exceedingly well. Also, over the years, it's becoming better and better managed. Mm -hmm. And they have rationalized their distribution network. Mm -hmm. And to that extent, I think it's now far more efficient player than ever before. 
and as in when we see demand improving for footwear this is one company which can easily report very good earnings that's uh, it's very interesting i think so if i understand what you're saying correctly it's uh, it's an efficient well run player that's maybe not performing well but if they get something right huge upside design i would say uh, design branding comfort if they get that right then certainly they could be a winner so let's let's move on from bata into another company that's at least from the surface of it looks very similar to bata and relaxo so another market darling over 12 years it's returned 39% compounded and it's still trading at a p of 117 after several years of muted performance particularly when i look at the revenue and the pat that's only grown at about 3% compounded over the last 5 years pat is in fact pat has in fact stayed flat or fallen but still very efficiently run player reasonable margins reasonable capital efficiency so what's the story with relaxo see first of all the entire footwear industry uh, and the footwear retailing companies you need to keep in mind that there was covid yeah so that really impacted their operations uh, so that's point number 1 so therefore relaxo also had a kind of a mild performance during those years but relaxo again homegrown company developed their own brands invested in them set up an entire network especially very strong in north and uh, the key uh, sustaining factor for relaxo is the fact that more and more indians especially the youth are wearing informal mm-hmm. footwear so even in offices even in parties at restaurants we find people coming in slippers right at the airports you will see people in slippers that was the case 10 15 20 years ago yeah so that's the kind of a, i would say consumer shift mm-hmm. which they have benefited from it's at a low price point and again i think exceptional design good quality products and therefore they able to capture the market from the unorganized players okay so let's move on from the bata and relaxos because if i look at bata and relaxo it seems to me like they're fairly standard you know low price point players Yes. but we know that the big theme in india is a premiumization of Absolutely, consumption yeah. and you can see that in the numbers of these next two companies we're going to talk about campus activewear and metro brands both of them not uh, they haven't been listed particularly long so we won't spend too much time on their share performance but from an operational perspective both of them have delivered revenues that are above 20% compounded sorry campus has delivered revenues of 20% compounded over the last 5 years Metro has only delivered twelve percent, but both of them are at around about twenty percent compounded pat right. over the last five years. And you know, similarly, capital efficient businesses from an operational perspective with reasonable margins. So it seems like they're the big winners in the footwear space. Yeah, but just a correction, Varun. Campus is a mass market product. Okay, <clears throat> so they manufacture sports shoes mm-hmm. and they retail them. And anybody who cannot buy a Nike or a Adidas or a Puma. Campus Activewear is their choice for. So why is Campus Activewear doing so well when Bata and Relaxo are maybe not doing so well? Is it a category? Category, absolutely. And more and more Indians are exercising. Okay. So huge demand for uh, good quality sportswear, mm-hmm. and also I think in this entire trend towards uh, wearing footwear which is casual. Uh, so kids are also the in thing to wear even in offices. Yeah. So just as slippers are acceptable, so are kids. which is why i think they they have really you know expanded the market at the tier 2 tier 3 the semi urban area and uh, again excellent quality 
good design right positioning exceptional distribution yeah i think this is a global trend though this is not just an indian trend because i've seen over the years the the shoe of choice now as a default is almost sneakers yes sneakers so it seems like campus activewear has, has a huge runway for growth absolutely and you see it appeals to the seniors it appeals to the children it appeals to the youth as well because everybody is using kets for something or the other yeah and uh, they do the man- they got the manufacturing right as well mm-hmm. and in, again invested very heavily in advertising to get it right and the best part about campus activewear is that they've got the formula for expansion in place mm-hmm. so they and again huge runway for growth in terms of geographical expansion so they just keep on rolling out new stores and growing the business fair enough i think that makes sense um let's go to our final player the premium brand metro um again very very you know profitable business great margins great capital efficiency strong growth and uh, as expected very richly valued at 108 so what's the story with metro multiple brands at premium level premium as well as mass market and uh, i would say very savvy uh, management in terms of setting up the distribution network uh, also they are a multi brand uh, company so there are many brands under one roof and they are also a partner of choice for some of the global brands wanting to come into india and recently they have partnered foot locker to bring their brands into india so they were already partnering fila and there's some other uh, you know brands as well which they represent so they have their own brands and they are these types for global brands which are also like shop in shop within their uh, mm-hmm. stores uh, again exceptional focus on design so when you go to their stores the choice which they have uh, they have designers on their payroll who are churning out fantastic colors and mm-hmm. appealing to not just the men but also the the women mm-hmm. and with more and more i think wedding seasons happening occasions mm-hmm. happening people are looking at buying more than one pair of footwear now that's the thing about varun that we need to uh, kind of uh, just understand that in the past it was just one or two mm-hmm. footwear but now it's a plethora of footwear and yeah. choices so i guess that's why uh, that's why the valuations are at such a premium particularly for metro um and i mean the broader footwear industry in general because we're expecting a volume growth to continue to to play out that's right and people are getting more and more fashion conscious i think that uh, everybody wants to now match their clothes with the footwear that was not the trend earlier and you know you spoke about this entire social media and instagram and how it's really driving consumption within india so these are typical consumption stocks which benefit from rising income and rising wealth effect in the country well, i have one concern um one thought in particular that that runs through my head is it is there a risk factor here that foreign companies might end up taking a larger and larger slice of the pie because they're the ones that have you know the the most premium designs they've over years and years built up that brand image i'll take an example of nike and jordans right now you go anywhere in the most premium of places jordan is an acceptable you know footwear to wear it's in fact the premium footwear to wear you know right varun that could be a risk factor but in india you know uh, you, you cannot expect that kind of a mass market for shoes which are retailing at anywhere from 8000 to 20000 our sweet spot is the 2000 to 5 6000 rupees per footwear right and for companies like relaxo and bata even lower than that 
But if a company can make profits in that sweet spot, then those are going to be the winners. And that's why I think Relaxo, sorry, that's where Campus and Metro brands have done really very well. Okay. I don't think we are that premium level mm-hmm. uh, to attract the likes of Nike, Puma, Adidas uh, to come into the country. Uh, but uh, sure, there's going to be competition. And these companies uh, are also coming in uh, on the clothing side as well. Mm-hmm. So they have an advantage, no doubt about it. But it's a huge market. It's like kind of virgin territory. Again, a lot of scope to gain market share from the unorganized sector. Fair enough. The other concern that I wanted to try and bring up here is the impact of digital. Because it's, you know, with, with premium clothes, you want to try them before you wear. And so far with shoes, it was always try before you buy. But shoe sizes are standardized. And particularly abroad, buying shoes online is a perfectly acceptable thing. You can always you know, buy, try and return. And there's lower issues in doing that as opposed to clothes. So is digital disruption going to be a thing? Yes, but these companies benefit from it. Because the one key factor about buying footwear is the quality. So people are worried about how it will affect their uh, health because it can affect, it can cause injury to you. Mm-hmm. And they want their shoes or their footwear to last for a few months, if not years. So the quality is very important. And that quality the assurance they get if they're buying a brand. So I would say that, in fact, this entire uh, online uh, medium of selling benefits the existing players okay. within the industries, lowers their cost if they get the formula right. No, that's that's very interesting. I think that's uh, very different. Uh, you know, the last podcast we did on clothing, where digital disruption is a risk factor for a lot of companies. So that's very interesting to know. So how should investors position this sector in their portfolio? So again, I think that uh, the companies which have done really well in the last two three years, companies like Campus Activewear and Metro Brands should be preferred over old-time players like Bata and Relaxo. See, you just mentioned the valuations are more or less in the same range. But I suspect the growth rates for these two companies will be significantly higher. And both these companies have got the distribution, the network uh, in place. So they can expand very easily in a very profitable way. Fair enough. One thing I wanted to try and understand, because if I look at you know all the companies, um, Relaxo is trading at a P of 120. That's at a premium to the fashion companies we've looked at last time. And that's also the, the most richly valued of all the companies. Um, is there something you know that I'm missing there or is that just a... It's got very loyal investors, I would say. Scarcity of stock. It's been a huge value creator. One thing about high price earning multiple stocks, Navarun, is that if they've been multi-baggers, no, suddenly investors who bought these shares at a low price don't want to sell. Yeah. So automatically, there's hardly any floating stock. Mm-hmm. At the same time, these companies are the darlings of mid-cap fund managers and portfolio managers as well. So when more money comes into those schemes, then they are buying the same stocks. Mm-hmm. So that's partly the reason. And when you're buying such high price to multiple, obviously the investors are looking at a very higher longer term horizon, five years. So like, for example, you buy a stock, then I just extend at 100 price to multiple mm-hmm. today, okay, as these companies are. Imagine in three years, the profit doubles, right? Yeah. And you're getting them at 50p multiple. If the price doesn't move anywhere. Exactly. And three years from down, down the line also, these companies can still grow at 15-20%. Okay. So that's the beauty of these businesses. Okay, fair enough. So just to, I guess, maybe summarize what we've uh, discussed for our investors. 
um, premiumization in footwear is a major trend and there's really no risk of digital disruption over here, particularly given the importance of brand. And the brands and the, the stocks we like in the space are campus activewear and metro brands in particular. So how should investors position this in their portfolio? I think you can give part of allocation to these companies in, in the overall allocation which you make for consumer-oriented stocks. Okay. And again, these are stocks to be bought at correction. Well, I think that's a really important piece of advice. And I really hope that our investors and our viewers take it, uh, take it to heart and we're able to add some value into their portfolios. Thank you for joining us once again. And please do tune in next time to continue to learn more about investing. This podcast is produced by Elixir Equities Private Limited, a savvy registered research analyst. Registration number INA 00004787. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice. Investment in securities market are subject to market risk. We strongly advise all investors to read all related documents carefully before investing.